Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. I'm Tim Blevins, lead pastor, and I'm honored you have come to join us. To experience our full service or for more information, check out the links in the description. I hope this message ministers to you and helps you find life in Jesus. Good morning, beautiful church. How are you today? Good, good. Well, welcome to our guests. Hey, church, can you join me and welcome our guests? Give them a good clap. Awesome. So glad you're here today. It's an honor to be in the house of the Lord together. I love it. So honored you're here. Um, On the screen, you see we're starting something today called Forward Focused. If you're new to us, I like to preach through themes. And so I'll take a theme and find topics that fit within that theme and preach the word over that today. Forward Focused, because I want our church to be prepared for what God's going to do. And there's a way to prepare. I want to talk about that because I believe our best days are still in front of us. And so I want us to be prepared for our new building and all that God's going to do there. And if you are new to us, by the way, this is temporary. This is not our long-term home, praise God, where the screens go out and first service, the lights went out. It was, was, it's just been one of those days. And Honestly, on those days, I kind of long for the new place. I'm like, yes, Lord, bring it sooner than, you know, later, Lord. But it's coming, it's coming, amen. Um, Where are we gonna be? If you don't know, we have a brand new location that's being renovated. It's in the old skating rink uh, just down there near Jungle Rapids. And I do want to let everyone know that our timeline has not changed, that the contractors say they're gonna be completing everything September All right, so um, (laughs) you're like tired of ish, I know, but that's the reality. September ish is coming. Uh, The the thing that I think is going to happen, this is thus thinketh Tim. This is not a word from God, all right? Uh, Separate those two. I think what's going to happen is, is we're going to get our certificate of occupancy in the very end of September, and then we're going to have about two weeks of transition time. So when we get the CO, then some of the equipment that we have here is going to be used in the new location. And even some of the the stage decks are gonna be used in our kids' life room. And so we're gonna have two weeks where all of this gets dismantled and we can't use it, but we also don't have the ability to have our grand opening. So we're gonna have two really fun weeks that week, those two weeks, and so we may be here and I may just be standing on the floor. Uh, We may not have lights. Uh, We may have one little speaker right here and we're just gonna go for it. And you're gonna love it, I promise you. You're gonna love it because we're just gonna have church, church. Like we get to gather and guess who will show up? Yep, you got it. So uh, whatever we do, it's gonna be great because we know that we can do anything because soon after that, we'll have our grand opening service. During those two weeks, we're gonna have some dream team training. We'll have an open house so you can come see the building before it's completed, but it's just gonna be a glorious time and I'm excited about it. So we should have our grand opening mid-October. That's my thus thinketh Tim, amen? Amen. So a quick building update, just what is happening at our building. So the renovation project is on track. Um, The inside of the building is now looking spectacular. Uh, Since I was there this week, I, I saw that the main power supply is now turned on. 
They have flipped on air conditioning. And so the people that work there are very excited about air conditioning. They have been working and it's been like 90 to 100 degrees in that building. I mean, they have been sweating it out, but they feel better now. The electricians are going around outlet to outlet in light socket to light socket, testing everything and turning on things as they test it all. Uh, the bathrooms have toilets now that are in place. So that's a big deal. Uh, amen to that. So we need that. Uh, the back entrance where we have, where you'll be parking, many people park in the back. So we have new stairs coming in and all the concrete's nearly completed. And so all that's happening. They have started the exterior uh, sidewalks and stormwater piping and the sidewalk that's going to be out by the street. They've started that. This coming week, they're going to be doing more of the interior and exterior painting, putting the finishing coats on it. Um, they've started installing some cabinets, you know, like where you put stuff, you know, cabinets, you know, well, you know what a cabinet is. I'm, y'all are, you're so smart. I love it. Um, we have, uh, they're going to start building the welcome center. Uh, they're going to build a children's check-in center and get those installed. So we're into the finishing stages and it's just so exciting. So amen to that. Now, um, let me remind you of our, our building fundraising campaign called Courageous. We have uh, been giving to help us outfit this facility. We have a goal of raising $1.5 million. It's a big number, obviously. And these are dollars that are being given by all of us, including Harriet and I, but our church is giving above our regular tithes and offerings to help us to have what we need to finish the renovation. So there are things like furniture and sound equipment and, and kids ministry, like baby cribs and little, little short little chairs and tables and all those things. It all costs money, as you know. And so you are helping provide all of that and it's going great. We're not finished. I wanna encourage you, don't stop. We Listen, this isn't the time to take our foot off the pedal. I, we, we need the finish this campaign. The, the, the expenses are still there and the need is still available. So I'm asking you to stay in the hunt with that. If you're not giving to the campaign, today would be a great day to begin to help the rest of our church reach our, our goal. And so, but where are we with our goal? So let me just put it on the screen real quick. This is where we are currently, $954,000. Praise God. Like that's, that's a miracle. But we're not finished with the miracles. God's gonna keep moving through us and we're gonna make it happen. Amen? Amen. Forward focused. That's what I'm moving us into for the next three weeks as we prepare for the future. My sermon title today is Upstream Miracles. Upstream Miracles. I wanna talk about seeking God and how that will provide for us miracles in our life and in our church. Upstream Miracles. Years ago, Harriet and I were going to plant this church, start this church. We were living in Charleston at the time, and we had made preparations for the new church. And, and we had researched, and we had determined, you know, Wilmington was going to be our new home. And I, I came from a business background, and my dad had taught me how to form a business plan. And so I had a business plan, A through you know, Z and double Z. I mean, I had all the plans in place of how you do a church and I was, I was ready for that. And so we called our pastor again and he'd been in conversation with us the whole time, but we drove up to see him and, and I shared with him, here's the plan. 
we want to start this church in, in 2003 and we want to get started and we would love, Pastor, for your blessings on it and we'd love for you to be our spiritual covering over our church and, and we said, you know, where are you with that? And, and he said, listen, you've got all that, but he said, I have a suggestion for you. I said, yes, sir, what, what do you have? He said, I would press pause on the church start and I would pray for a year. He said, he said, you've got all the physical plans together. He said, but I don't think you're ready spiritually. And he said, you're gonna build that church in a spiritual realm before you build it in a natural realm. And he said, my suggestion would to press pause, don't start in 2003, but start in 2004. So we submitted to our authority. We said, yes, sir, and I'm so glad that we did, that we said, yes, sir, and we prayed for a year because we wanted to build something that was more supernatural than natural. And I believe that every great move of God always begins with people on their knees praying and seeking God. And today I want to lead us into a 21 days of seeking God and praying for what's to come, for the new building, but not for a building, but for the ministry, for all that God wants to do. I want to build it spiritually with us now so that when we get there, God's presence and his power is already there. And so we're gonna have 21 days of prayer together. On the way in, you may have picked up one of these packs of prayer cards. If not, on your way out, you can get one of these prayer cards. And so beginning tomorrow, you can start praying with us for our church. And so there's 21 days, so every day you get your prayer card out, put it on the refrigerator or put it somewhere everybody can see it. Maybe you carry one in your pocket, but, and you'll pray. So like tomorrow, starting tomorrow, it says pray for our pastors and leaders to be refreshed and prepared spiritually. Day two, pray for God to crush the attacks of the enemy. Amen to that. Day three, pray for endurance for all our, our dream team people because they need to keep setting up and breaking down. Amen. Um, pray for our church community to walk in unity. Amen to that. Day five, pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to be evident in our church services. Amen to that. Day six, pray for our worship team. And so listen, 21 days of prayer and we wanna prepare spiritually, I wanna do exactly what my pastor taught me to do years ago as we move into this new season. And so I'm calling us, I'm inviting us to seek God before we step into this new season because I wanna see God move there, I do. I wanna see, obviously you do too. And I wanna ensure through prayer that his presence goes before us, that his power is there. I want the favor and I want the anointing of God to be there when we preach and when we worship and when we reach new people for Christ. That's what I'm all about. Listen, I'm so happy to have a building, but without God, we have nothing. We want God more than anything else. Listen, we can have God in a gymnasium. I would take that over having a brand new building and no presence of God. And so we're gonna pray, we're gonna seek God. So. Today I'm, I'm talking about seeking God. And I want to take you to the book of Psalms, chapter 63, one. King David said this, he said, oh God, you are my God. He said, early I will seek you. He said, my soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. Can you hear the, the cry of his heart? He's like, I, I, early I'm gonna seek you. And, and he said, my soul, like my, he wanted 
to seek and be close to God. That was the, the longing of his heart. Let me ask you, does your life look like that? Does my life, do we look like that as a church? What, what the priority of our life is to, to seek God and to know God? Does my soul, does your soul and your flesh long for God? Maybe not. And today I want to maybe do a reset on your heart. And, and maybe today you, you have a sense that that hasn't been who you are, but leaving here today, you can reset that and you can have a heart that seeks God and has that, that passion in your heart. Seeking God is what I would term in, as aggressively pursuing God. And there are seasons that you have to pick it up some. There are seasons that you need a, another level of prayer. There are seasons that you go through that require something extra than the two-minute God bless me prayer day. Now, those are good days. I have those myself. But there are some seasons that that doesn't get it, and we got to press I believe the moves of God that we're talking about is where a group of people are inspired from a verse like 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from wickedness, the Bible says, then God will hear from heaven and forgive and heal the land. Like that's the kind of inspiration that I want for us that we say, God, we wanna seek you. We are the people that carry your name and we want to humbly come before you and seek your face and see you move. There are times and there are seasons and there are events and there are unique circumstances that, that require from God's people an additional level of seeking God. Our church is in that season. Not because something bad, but because we're going into something and I don't want to go without his presence. We're building a building, but I'm not about building a building, I'm about building a ministry. I wanna build a house of prayer, a house of power, a house of healing, a church that moves in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we're building. And we have to seek God today for what he has for us in the future. But maybe today in your life, you're at a moment. Let's personalize it for you for just a moment. Like today has a, a message for you. I believe God has a word for you today. Maybe you're in a moment that, that the circumstances are dictating an elevated sense of prayer in your life. And so maybe for the next 21 days, yes, you're praying for the church, but it's also a catalyst for you to pray for the things going on in your life. Maybe you have a new season ahead of you. Maybe you're going to college this fall. It's a new season. Maybe you're, you're, you know, you're engaged and you're getting married and it's a season to pray, amen? Maybe, maybe there are difficulties. It's a season to pray. Maybe you just want a new season. Maybe you're tired of the old season, Lord. Time to pray. And so this could be that, that time for you to ignite your heart again, to, to set your heart into an aggressive approach to seeking God and Maybe God's got something for you through this. I know he does. He's got something for our church. Some of you may be in a place where you simply need to come back to God. Maybe you showed up here today and your heart is far from God. There has been no seeking of God. And, and today my voice is speaking to your heart about coming back and, and serving him and, and, and seeking him and, and worshiping him again. 
Maybe there's a season in your life where maybe it hasn't been that you've fallen into sin, but maybe you've just been disconnected. Maybe your prayer life has been really weak and, and God is calling you back today. This 21 days of prayer is definitely for our church, but I know it's for some people in the room today. Some of us are struggling and going through difficulties. I understand that. I know your hearts. I talk to you. I want you to know that seeking God will strengthen your faith. The next 21 days, you can build up your inner man. You can build up the faith inside of you to walk out the difficult days. I know this, that when our spirit is weak, our flesh is strong. Have you ever, you know what I'm talking about? When our spirit man is, is disconnected from God, then we don't have his power, we don't have his anointing, we don't have his favor, and it's hard to walk it out. But I know this, that when your spirit is strong, then the problems seem weaker because you have the power of God to get through it. And so for 21 days, you can build your spirit man, spirit woman up, and you can be strong in God for whatever comes at you. We need to pray. We need to seek God. The Bible teaches us in Psalm 10, 4 about those who don't seek God. And it says this, that in his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. And all of his thoughts, there is no room for God. What it's saying is that a, a prideful person is, is actually wicked according to God because they don't seek God. It's, it's just pride. It's about, I don't need God. That's what it's all about. They're like, hey, I can handle it. I, and they, they just get disconnected. And it's interesting, those that don't seek God, it says there's no room in their thoughts for God. In other words, they, they just kind of forget about God. Have you ever seen people like that? I've noticed people that, that drop out of church and they stop seeking God. And, and before you know it, there's just a, a slow, slow fade in their walk, but even in their consciousness of God. They're more, they're more aware of everything else going on than what God is doing in their life because there's not a close connection there. And we need to seek God. People who don't seek God, they, they develop a weak spirit and, and temptations overcome them. The enemy has a greater sense of, of authority in their life and, and we don't want that. But then there's the people on the other hand, you may know these kind of people. Maybe you are this person, maybe you wanna be this person, but there are some people that just walk in the favor of God. They walk with this supernatural touch of God. The, the presence of the Holy Spirit leads them and they, they just have that sense of, of just walking it out with God and there's just that power of God and there's blessings around their life and you're like, how did that happen? Let me tell you how it happened. They sought God. You know, no one just stumbles into the supernatural touch of God. You don't just like, listen, it's not that some people are just lucky. Wow, God loves them. Well, yes, he loves you too. But anointing comes from that time with God. That, that type of walk with God comes from his presence. Listen, you can be saved and still lack that anointing, but you want that anointing. You want that favor. You want that supernatural touch of God. And it comes from being in his presence. And that's how those people that have that, that you see around you, are like, how did they get all that? Well, they got it from from aggressively seeking and pursuing God. They're the ones that get up early and seek God. They're the ones that, that would say, my soul thirsts for God. My flesh is hungry, longs for you, God. And they seek him and God does things in their life. I wanna be that person more and more. Do you? Do you? Do you? So when should we seek God? 
Well, the Bible says in Ephesians 6, 6, 18, it says pray in the spirit in every situation. That's when you seek God, every situation. You're like, do I need to seek God? Yes, you do. Even when it's good, listen, say thankful prayers. Amen, thank you, Lord, for the blessings in my life. Like if that's your life right now, then you ought to have little praise parties in your bedroom. Thank you, Lord. Listen, appreciate what's in your life and give him glory for it. But maybe things are difficult, then you need God in that situation. Pray. Maybe you're entering the new season like we are as a church. Pray, pray in the spirit in every situation. Before we go into this grand opening service, I want to know that we have sought the Lord as a church. I don't wanna have a grand opening and we all show up and God's not there. So we're gonna pray. And this is the example that we saw in Jesus's life. The Bible says that after he was baptized, then he went into the wilderness to pray. The enemy attacked him, but he overcame the enemy. But it was in this season of solitude and seeking God, then he came out of that in the full power of God and did his ministry. He spent 40 days. So listen, I'm giving us a break, 21 days. That's funny, people. (laughs) The disciples, the disciples, they were sent to the upper room before the Holy Spirit fell. They were instructed, go there and seek God. Go there and pray. Be in unity together and seek God. And then they came out of that moment, the Holy Spirit fell on them and they saw God move in power. So before they began, before they stepped out, they sought God. In the Old Testament, there's a story about the Israelites. The Israelites were on the edge of the Jordan River. They'd spent 40 years wandering in the desert and they'd finally made it to cross over the Jordan River into the promised land. There must have been a lot of anticipation. They must have been really excited. They must have been at that moment like, yes. And so Joshua comes to them before they cross into the promised land, Joshua says to them, we must stop and seek God first. And this is a story in Joshua chapter three, one. It says early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim. That's an unfortunate name for a town, isn't it? I am so glad I'm not from Shittim. Can you imagine how many jokes that town had to put up with? So they set out from there. That's why they left. They're like, we don't want to stay in this place. So they set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. It says after three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. And they said, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, You are to move out from your positions and follow it. And so the ark is in that time in the Old Testament was the place where the presence of the Lord was manifested there. Today he's in our hearts, but then he he was manifested at that ark. And so scripture saying is when you see the ark, when you see the presence of God go before you, then go. And the same thing for us, like I don't wanna go if God's not gonna be there, right? And so they said, when you see that, when you see the priest carrying that presence, then then follow, it says, then you'll know which way to go. 
It says, since you've never been there, it says, then keep a distance about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. It says, do not go near it. And the purpose of that was to be in, in reverence to the presence of God, to not be casual about it, like have that, the fear of God, the reverence of God. And then Joshua in chapter five, he told the people, he said, now consecrate yourselves. Consecrate, that means to make holy. It means for them that they were to seek God and to purify their hearts. Joshua, he knew that they needed to seek God before they stepped into their promise. And so it says, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. Everybody say tomorrow. So consecrate yourselves now. Consecrate yourselves today for tomorrow. Today pray, today seek God. Tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. I've heard it said, and you've probably heard this before as well, but I've heard it said that every choice you make today is creating your future, therefore make wise choices. So the choices you make now, you live by tomorrow. We understand that. Let me put this into a, a spiritual context. What I believe this scripture is teaching us is that every prayer you make today is creating your future, right? Because tomorrow the Lord will do great things. So pray today. You spend time seeking God now because God wants to move. You, you sow seeds of prayer today so that tomorrow God will do the miracles. Tomorrow he will do those amazing things. So pray now. Like that's the whole call for us today is we wanna pray now so that in the future, the near future, God does amazing things. So the Israelites, they, they sought the Lord. They did just as Joshua had commanded them to do. And after seeking the Lord, it says they began then to march forward. Verse 14 says, so when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them just as they were instructed. And it says, now the Jordan is at flood stage all during the harvest. That's kind of a, an interesting thing to note because we've been to the Jordan River and if you've ever seen it, um, honestly, it, it's really, in terms of size, unimpressive. It's not very big. In my mind, when I read this, I'm like, oh, that thing must be ginormous. And it's really not because we were baptized in it and we stood about halfway in, in the Jordan River and it was like this deep. I'm like, well, I think they could have walked across it. You know, I think they could have made it. That couldn't have been that hard. You know, like you didn't have to swim. You're like just, it's just right. And it was really about as wide as this platform right here. But the issue is here is it was the harvest season, which means the rainy season, which means that the river had flooded outside of its banks. And, and also, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the, the dew of Herm, Mount Hermon. And so the, the, the ice caps, snow caps, now were melting and releasing water that was flowing down into the Jordan and also all the rain. And so this river had swelled past its banks and what I have researched is that it's larger than even our Cape Fear River would be right now. And even more dangerous other than the gators, I don't know if they had gators, but I don't think they had gators, but I mean, we have a few gators, but more dangerous because the ground was uncertain because it was full of like trees and things that weren't normally underwater. And so now all of that was happening. And so they're standing now, like gonna cross this ginormous, massive river they need God. And so the Bible says this. It says, as soon as the priest who carried the ark reached the Jordan 
and their feet touched the water's edge. It says the water from upstream stopped flowing. Everybody say upstream. That's an interesting thought. The water up there stopped flowing. See, in my mind, I've read this and I've preached out of this. If you've been around here, you know I've preached this type of message out of this text. It's, you know, it's a great message. It's, you know, it's easy preaching, to be honest with you. But, um, but every time I've read, I, probably in my mind, I thought of it more like the Red Sea. He touched and then like, whoosh, it went like that. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that upstream, so they, they stepped in it, the priest stepped here, but something happened up there, like way up there. And so it goes on to read like this. It says, so the water from upstream stopped flowing and it piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam. Everybody say Adam. In a vicinity of Zarethan, while the water was flowing down to the sea, the Dead Sea, there it was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite of Jericho. All right, so let's just remind ourselves of this. When did the Israelites pray? Now we're, we're right at the, the, the moment of stepping in. So according to this, they prayed yesterday. So yesterday's prayer was now the impetus. It was the, the moment that God could move in the miracle today. So yesterday's prayer now becomes today's miracle. Now we understand though that the text says the miracle didn't happen right at his feet. It happened up there at a town called Adam. And if you do the research, Adam's like 20 miles upstream. So like way up there, God did the miracle. Now, I don't know about the Israelites and the priest. I don't know if when the priest stepped in it, I'm not sure because how long does it take for 20 miles of water to finally dry up? So I don't know the faith of those, of those you know, priests. I don't know if they stepped in it expecting something happened right then and nothing happened right then that they could see. I don't know if they just said, well, let's keep walking. They're like, it's a big river. God promised, I don't know. And maybe some of you need to understand when you can't see God, he's doing something upstream, right? It's like something's going on. You just can't see it. And you just got to walk right into it if God's called you to it. Amen. So something was going on. The priest stepped in the water upstream. The miracle is happening and the miracle is on its way down. Listen, the miracle is, is flowing from 20 miles upstream and making its way down. And so my heart is that we should pray now. We ought to place the prayers in the river 20 miles up because tomorrow we're gonna wanna step in and this thing come by, right? And so the, the miracles are upstream. And so you have to plant things. You have, to, you have to place the prayer. You have to place that request to God and it's upstream expecting that the next day or so that's gonna flow down and you get to experience what God wants for you in your life. So if you prayed yesterday for an upstream miracle, then today you get to walk it out. Now, I knew I was gonna preach on this Tuesday. So I've been praying on Tuesday for my miracle today. And I prayed Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. So I've got like, a whole thing of stuff coming by in my life. You probably wish I told you this Tuesday, don't you? See, because right now you're like, well, I gotta wait till tomorrow. You do, but it's all right. I'll give you a chance to pray today. So 
miracles are upstream. And they're flowing downstream to you. Let me ask you this question, though. What is flowing downstream to you? What have you placed in the water that is coming down? Have you placed complaining 20 miles upstream and today you're miserable because things are going bad? Have you placed upstream a whole lot of negativity and now what's coming by is more negativity? Have you, have you placed upstream doubt? I don't know if God's gonna do it. I don't know. And guess what's coming down now? Now you're down here drinking from doubt. Maybe you've not placed anything into your opinion. Maybe you, you just haven't prayed. Let me tell you what happens when you don't pray. Then whatever's on the banks of the river falls in and it flows right down to you. In other words, you're out of control. Anything that the water wants to bring you, anything the enemy drops in the water, he drops in, you know, some troubles and, and you haven't prayed, so guess what gets to keep on flowing? Troubles come by. Why? Because you've not planted or placed any prayer upstream to come your way. Listen, it's important to pray for today, for tomorrow. I'll leave you this amazing thought. This is like the revelation that God shared with me. Do you know why God stopped the water in a town called Adam? Like you know that that's not by happenstance that God cut off the water at Adam. Like that was in the Bible, that was for a purpose, that is trying to tell me and you something. And so what is it trying to tell you? Well, we know in the book of, in, in the book of Genesis that, that Adam sinned and that's where the curse began. And the curse began to flow from that point down. But the Israelites, they consecrated themselves, they purified their hearts and they sought God. And so what God did is he didn't set the miracle for where they were, he went back to the curse and he cut off all of the things that were scheduled for their life because of the curse that had been placed. And now the only thing left was for the blessings to flow. That's pretty fascinating. So let me say it like this. What's flowing downstream for you? Have you, through prayer, through Jesus Christ, cut off the curse? Or are you just allowing the troubles to flow downstream? Are you just going, well, this is just how life is. Government stinks. Economy's terrible. My family's a mess. My job is a whatever bad word you can come up with. I about said a word I don't like to say. So, but you know, some people just, they live with it. They're like, this is just my life. It doesn't have to be, does it? No, it doesn't have to be. Because you can pray and you can cut off the, the curse. You can cut off the things that are flowing in your life and God will start to flow his blessings down. So for us as a church, I'm calling us to pray today 
because I want the, the flow of blessings. Listen, I wanna be sitting on the river's edge and I wanna see, oh, there's healing. I wanna be sitting on river's edge and go, wow, there's 50 people getting saved. I wanna be sitting on the river's edge and going, how, wow, there, there, here, comes, you know, here comes more of, of God's presence coming down. Wow, I wanna be amazed at all the things that God wants to send into our church. And I want you to be amazed at all that God wants to do in your life. I want some wow moments. Wow, the Lord has done amazing things among us. Let me close today with a, a call. Today I wanna call us, call you to respond to God. We've had a great morning. Worship was great, amen. Did you love worship today? Give it a, appreciate our worship team. Kennedy, who was standing right here singing, she got called between services and said, hey, can you come show up and lead worship because one of our worship leaders is not feeling well and, and she ran in here and led worship like a champ. It's been a great morning, hasn't it? Amen, good word, good message. But listen, it's incomplete if you walk out of here without change. It's incomplete if you walk out of here without taking a step. Listen, I don't care if you pat me on the back or not, I'm not here for you today for that. What I want to do is to give you an opportunity to seek God and place your prayer in the river and cut off the things that are coming against you and to begin to see God move down his blessings into your life. And some of you are gonna be like what I said earlier, you're far from God and, and you've, you've planted nothing in the water. Yes, thank you, worship team. So good to see you. I was supposed to tell them to come up a long time ago. They're ready. The call is though the same as the priest. The priests were part of the prayer but the priest stepped in the water, they stepped out. And sometimes we come to church and, and you know, we, we get really comfortable, not in these plastic chairs, you wait till you get those new cushy chairs one day, but we get comfortable or we're apprehensive from stepping out. We're, we're, we're just, we don't wanna, we just want to have a good happy day and go home and that's okay. You can have a happy day, but some of you need to respond like the priest and step out. And so in a minute, I'm gonna call for you to step out of your seat and come to the, to the water's edge and pray and seek God because there's something in your life that you need to cut off and there's something that's coming downstream that you wanna change and you wanna see God flowing down more blessings and more, flowing down more wow moments in your life and, and he has it for you. Listen, this word like, like, I didn't just twist these words to give you a feel good today. This is a word that's preached under the anointing that is saying this is for you today. And so you have the choice to step out and say, God, I wanna step in to that water and I want you to, to dam up. I want you to cut the curse. I want you to cut the problems off. Dam that up so that the blessings flow down to me. And so if you're far from God, then I'm gonna call you to come forward. If the flow of your river has been negativity and anything that's not of God, then you need to come forward and seek God, step out. I'm, I'm kinda into altar calls right now, by the way. 
I'm kind of into old school, come forward. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm like, you know what? Raise your hand, amen. You know, you can do it from the back row. Nobody knows it. I'm like, come up here where, it's, where the action is. So if you don't like that, then, well, I'm going to do it next week too. So I don't know what to tell you. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm just not content with, with happy, clappy church. Now, I'm happy, clappy. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not going to be content without us encountering God's presence. And if there's a need in your life, let's see God move on it. Don't leave here without that. So if you're far from God, this is your altar. If you've never met Jesus, this is your altar. If things are flowing down your river that's not of God, this is your altar. And I'm gonna give a, a one, two, three count in just a second and that's when you're gonna run up here and we're gonna pray for you. Also though, there'll be people that on the sides, our prayer team, and when I count to three, they're gonna go over to the sides and if you need healing prayer, like you wanna see the supernatural touch of God in the area of physical healing, I, I want you to go to them today. This is for the, the flow of blessings. This is for to stop the, the flow coming down that's not of God. That's what this is for. This is for you to turn to God. If you haven't met with God lately, then you're gonna meet with God. That's gonna be for your healing. The communion is for you to connect with God. Worship is for you to just to continue to be with him. So would you stand to your feet? Father, in this moment, Holy Spirit, would you move? Would you help this church be a church that steps out, that is not looking for just a just a lack of encounter. Help us to be that kind of church today. Thank you, Lord, that as people step into the water today, that we believe in your word that says that you will begin to stop the flow of things that are not of you and they'll start to see coming down the river the blessings of God. Lord, those that aren't close to you, bring them back to you today. Those who don't know you, today is the day of salvation for people today, God. Oh, Lord, you're so good. Would you move in this house? So on the count of three, if that's you, don't hesitate. We're not gonna sing the same song 20 times to make you have your opportunity. On the count of three, one, you're ready. And two, you're not gonna wait. One, two, three, let's go. Come.